Okay, let's get to this talking points memo, and it is a survival guide under President Biden, uh, because this is a massive, massive screw-up, what we're seeing here on a daily basis. So, number one, the government is not going to help you. All right, if you think there's help coming from the federal or state governments, it's not. The government is going to continue to hurt you by taking as much money from you as the government can, and that's both state and federal. They're going to take as much as you have uh, if they can, even if you're in debt. So the average debt for an American citizen right now is $90,000. That includes mortgage and credit cards. $90,000. That's the average. And the government is not giving you a tax break. All right. In fact, Biden wants to raise taxes. And he's saying, oh, but not on people earning less than $400,000 a year. That is a lie. Because once you raise corporate taxes, as everybody knows, that's passed on to the consumers. And we need things to live. We have to live. So, you know, I'm almost tired of bashing Biden. I know some of you like to hear that on a daily basis. But he is just so detached from reality that there isn't going to be any problem solving under his administration and things, I don't know if they're going to get worse, but they certainly could because he doesn't know what he's doing in any realm, foreign policy, border, economy, nothing. All right. Now, if you are an American between the age of 18 and 23, you own you owe $16,000. 24 to 39, when you're starting to establish yourself, you owe 87,000. 40 to 55, you owe $140,000. And a lot of that is mortgage. And 56 to 74 comes down to 97k. 75 and above $41,000. So you can see The prime debt period is between the ages of 40 and 55. Now, one of the reasons, despite the government incompetence, one of the reasons that we owe so much money is instant gratification. All right, so we want it now. Where's mine? Give me mine. I want it. Other people have it. I want it. Expensive car, expensive house, uh, expensive restaurants, uh, expensive threads, clothes. I want it. I want it. And if I can't afford it, I'll put it on the card, okay? And I'll pay it later. Well, you're paying a lot of interest on that. And you're going to pay more as the Fed raises the interest rate three quarters of a point today. So if you're buying a house, that interest rate's going up. You're buying your credit card, that's going up. Everything's going up. Thank you, Joe Biden. People are going to get angry, all right? Because I'm angry and I'm, I'm affluent. I mean, I'm getting hurt. My uh, financial portfolio is down big. I'm getting hurt. But I can ride it out. And I tell everybody, if you can ride it out, ride it out. Don't sell low. Okay? Um, but I'm angry. And, and, and a lot of my anger is about intelligent people who voted against Trump because they hated him. They voted on emotion. Hatred's an emotion. If you vote emotion, any emotion, you're basically going to make a huge mistake. I told my friends, I said, you may not like him, but he's running the economy well. All right, this was back before 2020 election. This was in the summer of 2020. And I told you that story before. 
sitting on the beach with a bunch of liberal friends of mine. And I'm going, look, you hate Trump? Okay, but he's managing the economy. You're making money. Your, your stock portfolios, 401ks, everything else going up. Okay, oil prices are down. $2.30 on average under Trump. But we hate him. We don't, he's not normal. Okay, fine. All right? So my anger is almost uh, not so much Biden because Biden is delusional. I was on Hannity today on the radio, and we talked about that. How's the difference between Biden and, say, Jimmy Carter and Richard Nixon, both of whom screwed up monumentally in, in the Oval Office? Carter and Nixon are different than Biden because Biden doesn't know. Now, I'm not giving him a pass. He should never have run in the first place. His wife should protect Biden. It's embarrassing now. The Biden administration is embarrassing. That's how incompetent it is. But anyway, my anger is kind of directed to those people who who were smart enough to know, but voted against Trump because they don't like his personality. I mean, you can't vote against the Trump economy, particularly in hindsight. All right, there is a uh, new poll out, uh, Reuters, left-wing organization, Democrats 44, Republicans 36. So this is a skewed poll. All right, but even so, uh, do you approve or disapprove of the job Joe Biden's doing? Disapprove 56, approve 39, even though the poll is stacked in favor of the Democrats. <laughs> Come on. This is a catastrophe for the Biden administration, and that is the memo. Okay, uh, three quarters of a point in the interest rate hike by the Federal Reserve. Now, what this is all about is making money harder to get. So Biden ignited inflation by giving away trillions of dollars under the COVID banner. Some of that was necessary, not all, but some. All right, so he gave away so much money that the dollar wasn't worth what it was before the giveaway, and, and that's inflation. Boom. And that combined with inhibiting uh, the uh, harvesting of fuel, oil and natural gas and coal, boom, inflation explodes. Nothing to do with Putin, okay? And so now the Federal Reserve says, well, I'm going to make it hard for you to borrow money. You want to borrow money, get a car. You want to borrow money, get a house. You want to borrow money for a business. Much harder, much more expensive. That way that brings the dollars in circulation down because there won't be as many loans. There won't be as much circulation of the dollar. Okay, this is a con. Most people don't understand. I'm not being supercilious, word of the day. I'm not being arrogant. Biden has no idea what this is. He doesn't even know what the Fed is. Um, So anyway, uh, I can't really comment whether that's good or bad, because it's not in any kind of context. They have to do it. You can't keep printing money because you'll destroy the whole currency. You have to make money harder to get with 75%, you know, I don't know. Three quarters of a point, I don't know. I have to tell you, I don't know. The guy I trust on this is Larry Kudlow, who really steered the Trump economy into good waters. So uh, he's worth listening to. Uh, All right, so the White House is desperate. As you know, uh, Biden's going to Saudi Arabia. (laughs) He's really, you know. Oh, what happened to global warming, Joe? What happened to climate change? You're going to the worst climate change people in the world over there in Saudi Arabia, the kingdom. They're the worst. And you're going. And you're asking them to pump more oil, aren't you? Ay, ay, ay. 
So before he goes, Biden's considering dropping the federal gas tax, which is 18.3 cents. All right. So they may suspend it. The Biden administration, by executive order, may suspend it. Now, some states have already uh, suspended their state tax, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Maryland, New York. Um, but Americans pay an enormous amount of money, particularly in California. I think it's more than a buck. Uh, on taxes. And, and Biden, he's going to have to do that, suspend the, uh, the uh, gas tax. Uh, this, is, this is rich. So Biden writes a letter to the oil companies, the American oil companies. He writes a letter and he says, you're greedy. Oh, that's a bulletin. All right. So he writes to uh, Marathon, Valero, Exxon, Phillips, Chevron, BP, and Shell. And here's what he says, quote, at a time of war, I guess he means Ukraine, historically high refinery profit margins being passed directly onto American families are not acceptable. The crunch that families are facing deserves immediate action. Your companies need to work with my administration to bring forward concrete near-term solutions that address the crisis and respect the critical equities of energy workers and fence-line communities. No, no one knows what that means. Biden doesn't know what it means. Remember, Biden does not write anything and does not edit. They just put stuff in front of him and he signs it or reads. Okay, so, but what essentially he's saying is that the oil companies are exploiting the high prices by making them artificially high. Now, I've said for decades, and I took a lot of heat when I was at Fox saying is that the oil companies are going to squeeze every nickel they can out of the consumer. They always have. My father worked for an oil company. The oil company screwed him, squeezed every nickel out of my dad. They are not nice. They want money. And they're not going to listen to Biden. They think he's a clown. Okay, so Biden does that. It's all show and tell. And just to give you an example on the profit margin, first quarter of this year, Shell, $9 billion profit, one quarter. Last year, uh, the fourth quarter last year, $6.4 billion. So Shell's up big. BP, $6.2 billion first quarter, last quarter last year, $4.1. Exxon, $5.5 billion this year, fourth quarter, $8.9 billion. Exxon profits are down. Now, there's got to be a reason for that. I don't know the reason. I'll find out. Chevron profit 6.3 to 5.1. And this is according to data compiled by Business Insider. Okay, so uh, Biden now blaming Putin, blaming Ukraine, blaming oil companies, blaming everybody. But it's his fault. Remember, under Trump, average gas price $2.35. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, 
Their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay. Okay, let's uh, turn our attention to uh, President Biden's dishonesty. And again, he may not even know he's being dishonest, but that doesn't excuse him. So Biden's contention is that he is doing a great job on the economy because of the job growth. But what he has done is taken when the nation shut down completely from COVID in April of 2020. And that's his baseline to compare what it was like then to what it's like now. That's a huge ruse. And here's another one that I did not know about until John Stossel, you remember him, he's got his own website, very successful, johnstossel.com. He wrote a column that was in the New York Post and other places, and I want to read you one of the key paragraphs of the column. Quote, the president now brags that he cut the deficit. We're on track, he says, to have the biggest decline in a single year ever in American history. It's actually true, but utterly deceitful. Stossel joins us now from New York City. So this was a good pickup. I didn't even figure this out. And if you get something that I didn't figure out, that is really big. (laughs) All right. So explain how it's what he's doing that's deceitful. It's only lower because he's spent so much and Trump spent so much the previous years. So, yeah, it's less. But so what? They spent a ton. And now it's a little bit back to normal. Okay, so the COVID checks that went out to everybody that ignited inflation and Trump spending on the military and other matters brought the deficit way up. And now that the COVID and military spending has stopped, the deficit is coming down. Also, tax receipts to the government are at a record level, correct? Because the stock market has gone way up last year and all this money is pouring in won't pour in as much next year and then the deficit will really explode so this is a deceit by biden now let me ask you a question as a seasoned journalist a guy who's been around do you think biden knows do i think he knows anything about economics at all no he he just knows he wants to do good. He wants trains. And he thinks if government spends on something, he likes it's an investment and it will return many folds. And a few will, but most don't. But do you think he understands economics? That he understands why inflation is now over 10% if you factor in shrinkflation and all Does he understand why? Is he capable of that kind of analysis? No, few politicians are. Few reporters are. I'm not fully smart about inflation. Few of us are. 
I know why we have inflation here. There's two reasons. The one, all the money went out. Government had to print more money. The value of the dollar goes down when the market is flooded with dollars. Number two, the fossil fuel industry was attacked by the federal government with regulations and restrictions, and that caused the price of worldwide oil to go up, and now we're all paying $5 plus at the pump. That's what happened. It's not that complicated when you strip it away. But you're never going to get an honest answer from either party on anything. They're going to do pettifogging, which is the word of the day today, right? They're just going to try to throw a bunch of gibberish at you, and people don't know. Boy, we must be old using words like pettifogging. But you're right. The Republicans are awful, too, because they once talked about saving the country by raising the retirement age because Medicare and Social Security are going broke. But you don't hear a peep from them about that anymore. Well, it's going to come fast. Um, last word on Biden. You like him? You don't like him? You know, I, as a person, I like him much more than Trump, who is a selfish bully. But as a president, I'm scared. and He's being run by progressives who given a chance, will do horrible damage to the economy. And Trump did a pretty good job managing the economy, did he not? In that department. Well, he stayed out of the way, largely. He was advised by good people. Yep. All right, John Stossel, everybody, go to johnstossel.com. We appreciate it, John. We'll see you soon. All right, let's go to the progressive left. You know how much I love them. So Beto O'Rourke, left-wing loon. He's running for governor against Greg Abbott in Texas. And Texas is a bellwether state. So there's a poll, blueprint. Uh, you want Abbott, you want Beto. So Abbott, about 56% support him. And Beto, 37. It'll be a landslide against Beto. Beto is a progressive loon. Progressives are on their way out. Okay? And uh, that's a good thing. So in L.A., the D.A. L.A. County, George Gascon, he's going to get recalled, just like Chesa Bodine did in San Francisco last week. So they're going to get Gascon. Now, whether he survives a vote, I don't think he will, but we'll see. And then Krasner, the progressive D.A. in Philly, who's ruined that city, he is being impeached, it looks like, by the state. So this is all good, but what people don't understand is exactly how these far-left progressive politicians destroy society. So let's bring in John O'Connor. He is a uh, former federal prosecutor and then opened a practice in San Francisco. One of his clients was Deep Throat of Watergate fame, Mark Felt, former FBI agent. So uh, we've had Mr. O'Connor on a program before. He knows what's going on in San Francisco. If you had a point to one thing that has destroyed quality of life in San Francisco, what would it be? Uh, the crime, no doubt about it. The crime is driving the wealthy out who can move on a, on a blink. Uh, the middle class, upwardly mobile people are finding ways to leave slowly but surely. And... Uh, it is terrible for the quality of life. Many workers at these tech companies are not really working in San Francisco anymore. They're fleeing. They still keep their jobs, but they work remotely. 
Okay. It is the worst thing that's ever happened in San Francisco. But San Francisco is not, has never been historically noted for crime. It's kind of a gentle city, a hippie city. But now the crime is exploding. Why? Well, first of all, I've never had any threats to my safety in the many years I've lived here and hung out in the city. I have an office in the city. But what's happened is crimes are not prosecuted. The DA, the first thing the DA did when he got in was he reduced the jail populations, the adult jail population by 57%, the juvie by 37%. So we have criminals out on the street using COVID as an excuse. Those who get arrested don't have cash bail, so they just go. Now, anybody stealing less than $950, he announced, would not get prosecuted. So a lot of people go in, 17 Walgreens closed because everybody's coming in and loading up. Yeah. Uh, Burglaries are up, Bill, uh, 57% and so forth. I can give you some statistics, but they would not explain it because people have quit reporting crimes. I've talked to many policemen. They don't bother to write up paperwork because they know the DA is not going to do not anything, gonna do about, anything it. about it. All right. So that makes sense. Now, the homeless uh, situation in San Francisco is uh, a catastrophe because the city pays, gives cash to indigent people. Is that correct? Yes, uh, about 900 bucks total, I guess, with food stamps, 900, about six or 700. Uh, and they also don't have enough shelters. They have a decided policy, in spite of all the money they have, not to have these temporary shelters. They want to give people a full tilt uh, house. But of course, you don't have enough of those. So most people are living out in the streets. The drug enforcement, this is where the DA ties into the homeless. The DA does not enforce any drug prosecutions. Right. You can so sell right, and right use drugs and, and you're not going to get in trouble. But if if you go to San Francisco and you're a drug addict and you don't have a house, you can get money. How do you get that money? Do you know how that works? Two ways. One, the, we, there's an army of doctors and lawyers going to try to get you federal disability. That's about nine, a thousand a month. The local assistance is the highest in the country. We pay about $600 a month if you're just a normal homeless person. And then you get 192 or 200 bucks for food stamps, which by the way, you can cash in from merchants who will pay you 60% of the amount. Then you sure, get your free get food. With, uh, so you have to go to a city office or a, a lawyer who you have to pay, uh, but they take it out in whatever they get you. Um, it's, you know, it's called contingency. So you go to an office, you sign up, and then you go every month and they just give you money or food stamps or whatever it may be. Is that correct? That's right. You don't need a lawyer, though. There are plenty of homeless advocates in San Francisco. They take you through it. It's an incredible uh, industry of homeless advocates that are on, in nonprofits. Okay. So they're, they're encouraging people, drug addicts mostly, they're encouraging people to come to San Francisco. You don't have any assets. You don't have, uh, you know the uh, will to get a job because you're addicted and you want to get high all day and we'll give you money to get high all day and sit around and destroy the quality of life for everybody else. So that's right. What, what, did, they, right. what did they think was going to happen? What did the progressive left think was going to happen? Well, if you talk to them, it's never enough. That's the problem. It's never enough. We've got to get everybody a $700,000 living unit and yeah. then we will give, give them enough. But if we don't do that, Bill, then they consider that people like you and I are just terrible, negative people. We don't understand. We don't understand. So, right. I get it. Okay. So that's why San Francisco has collapped. Now, let's segue correct. into CNN. Now, CNN runs a four-part 
uh, series on Watergate. I didn't watch it. Nobody watched it. The average audience was 800,000. Um, that's nothing. And But you, representing Mark Felt, Deep Throat, I mean, obviously, you know what you're talking about. What did you think of the series? Well, I thought it was a wonderful show about a cover-up, but unfortunately, Bill, it itself was a cover-up. 50 years <laughs> after the fact, they are still covering this thing up. Uh, the, the, the general tone and the overarching themes were just completely false. All right, but this give me specifics. Water- for what, what are they covering up? Well, number one, they are covering up the fact that the White House had nothing to do with this. They are covering up the fact that it was not a campaign operation at all. They were listening to naughty boys and naughty girls. They are covering up that the CIA was deeply involved. And by the way, they are covering up that both CIA guys claim that one of the authorizers of the burglaries was one John Dean. Both James McCord and Howard Hunt have said that. And But now, if you re- look at this thing, this has been done by the nasty Oval Office, and John Dean is a Boy Scout and bad company. Okay. So if you believe that, I've got some property for you. All right, so you say that what CNN put forth, and John Dean, of course, works for CNN, um, overlooked... A lot of the corruption, particularly the involvement of the CIA and Howard Hunt and James McCord, these guys were attached to the CIA to some extent. Um, but what one thing you representing Deep Throat, the guy who talked to Woodward and Bernstein and broke this story wide, do you want my viewership and listenership tonight to know about Watergate? Give me the headline. It was not from the Oval Office. It was the CIA plus some lower level aides that were getting into listening to naughty girls and boys. When my client, Mark Felt, goes into the garage, you remember this bill and says everyone's life's in danger. The reason he told Woodward that was because it was the CIA threatening. They were worried that the they their involvement would be okay. I uh, got found it. All out. right. So okay. Nixon and the plumbers, they didn't drive this uh, break in. The CIA drove it according to you and your client. And, but Nixon certainly covered it up and, and did the things that got him eventually into uh, having to resign. Is that correct? Uh, not really. He covered up. He made two acts of obstruction, but he did not know what he was covering up. He did not know what had happened. He was in the dark. The okay. post actually knew more than Nixon knew. But he wasn't honest about it. Would that be fair? Fair, fair. Okay. That's fair, just but, but be he fair. was ignorant at the same time. Okay. He, he was dishonest and committed two acts. I'm not here to defend Nixon. I'm here to put it in context. Okay. Very good, Counselor. Thanks very much for your expertise. We really appreciate it. All right. Let's go to our media expert, Bernie Goldberg. He is the purveyor of BernardGoldberg.com. BernardGoldberg.com. Now, this is a website that, that gives you... Uh, the American citizen, an honest view from Bernie Goldberg's um, frame of reference. And it's it's a lot. The guy's been around. Look at him. He's very old. But he knows a lot about the country. And he joins us now from North Carolina. How was that, Lee? Was that, was that good? Yeah, it was wonderful, Bill. <laughs> anyway, I gave uh, 10 minutes and 45 seconds summation on the economy and the January 6th situation. Do you have any quibbles? 
Yeah, I do, actually. I, I, I get the feeling that I'm taking this more seriously than you are. You said there's nothing new. Okay, there's nothing new to you. There's nothing new to me. But a lot of people aren't news junkies. And I'll bet you some of them saw something that was new to them. But here's my bigger point. Whenever there's a controversial issue, whether it's guns, abortion, or now the January 6th hearings, everybody goes to their respective corners, builds a barricade, and makes sure no opinions they don't want to hear are allowed through the barricade. That's what's happening now. So on the left, you're hearing the things that you, you, you played. Either it's, it's uh, well, from the left, it's that Trump is guilty of seditious conspiracy to commit sedition and should be sent to jail for the rest of his life. That's what the left wants. From the right, it's there's no cross-examination. It's political because it's a midterm election year. It's true. It would be better if there was cross-examination. It would be better if there was no midterm election this year to detract from what's going on. And that's what I want to talk about, what's going on. We know, this is what we know without doubt, without any dispute. Donald Trump lied, not just to me or you, he lied to his most, most passionate supporters. That's not a good thing when you lie well, to wait, people. Wait, 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 wait. When you say he lied, a lie is when you know something to be true. Okay, well, that's, and, then that's you, and then you distort it by then saying a falsehood. And let's get to what you raised as a possibility. If he didn't lie, which I think he did, then he's, is he delusional, you said. Okay, if he didn't lie, then I say yes. Yes, Donald Trump is clinically, psychologically- Well, he, he won't accept the fact that the vote in certain places wasn't rife with fraud. That, that's listen, his position. Listen, his attorney general said it. There was they no all evidence. said it. There's nobody, there's nobody credible that's backing up Trump in a court of law or anywhere else. However, there are questions about Mark Zuckerberg's uh, massive intrusion of, of money into Wisconsin. There are other uh, cases underway. They haven't reached fruition. But to say he's a lot, to, to say he knew, he didn't want to know, number one. My, my mantra here, Bernie, and I want you to comment on this. People believe what they want to believe. Would you agree with that? People believe what they want to believe. Yeah, I, be I believe that. Okay, and so believe, he wanted to I, believe and wants to believe to this day there was fraud in the election. That's yeah, what I he wanna wants believe, to believe. I, I want to I believe that I play center field for the freaking No, New no, York no, yet. but that's that you don't play center field. But you're a Jew. I'm a Catholic. We believe in our religion because we want to believe in it. So that's what I'm saying. He wanted to believe there was fraud. Now, you I can say it's a that. lie. I, I understand that. I'm saying it's not good enough. He, he misled millions of Americans, gullible, gullible Americans. He, he put forth he, his point of view. Now, if that's misleading, he's entitled to his opinion. He's entitled to his opinion on it. 
But that's not what this is supposed to be all about. And this is question number two for you. This is supposed to be about, did he contrive the riot? Did he encourage the riot? Did he condone the riot? That's what this committee is all about. Yes, he encouraged the riot. He egged on. Okay, but if he says his own words, be peaceful, then and then he on two days before orders his acting secretary of defense to get the National Guard ready. Doesn't that go in the face of your opinion? If if there were a criminal trial and I were defending Donald Trump, I would say to the jury, didn't you hear him say, go peacefully? Right. Yes, he said that. And and it, it doesn't it doesn't excuse my word here. It doesn't trump what what else he said. He 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 continued this what I call a lie, misleading whatever you want to call it, Bill. He continued it for about an hour, and he he egged on the crowd. He got them revved up, and then they attacked the Capitol. Okay, call it an insurrection, call it a riot, call it whatever you want. I don't care. Then he went back to the White House, watched it on TV, didn't do anything to stop it for a very long time. He didn't what know he, what to do. He did not know what to what do. It is despicable. All right. I mean, look, that that he he didn't act fast enough when guys like Sean Hannity were actually calling him saying you better start condemning this and you better start to leave. He's culpable for that. He is. But he didn't want the Capitol riot. That is established beyond any doubt. He didn't want it to happen. And number two, yes, you can make a circumstantial case that he encouraged people's irresponsible behavior, but you'd never get a conviction in a court of law that he did it intentionally, that he wanted to be a destructor of the Capitol. You'd never get a conviction on that. You know it. No, I don't know it. I'm not saying he should. I'll take that bet all day long. It might come to that. Here's what I'm saying. If the trial is in Washington, D.C. No, it'd be a Supreme Court trial. Not going to be, it's not going to be a trial. Uh, It'd it'd go right to the Supreme Court. They would try it. Wait a second. Joe Biden has been pulled to the left from day one of his presidency. We'll agree on that. Right. The left wants a criminal trial. Conspiracy to commit sedition. If he gives in to the left, the Department of Justice will, I'm not saying they will do this, but if he gives in to the left, there could be a trial. If the trial is in Washington, he will be found guilty. Okay, but it's not going to be, that's not the way it will go down because this is a president uh, and he was in office and it would have to be tried in the Supreme Court as other big cases throughout history have been. All right, well, last question for you. And this is a very interesting debate and, and thank you for coming on because this is what this program is all about. I want every side of this to be heard. All right, and then the folks can make up their own mind. So this committee itself, the fix is in in this committee, all right, because they're not looking to uncover anything that makes Trump look okay. It's what they call a kangaroo court, isn't it? I would agree. All right, yay. So why are the networks putting a kangaroo on in full time, in, in prime time, 
if it isn't the Australian guy with the big knife. Why? I would agree that it would be better if there was cross-examination. I would agree that it would be better if we, if the Democrats weren't trying to hurt not only Donald Trump, but all Republicans to take their minds yeah. off of 9% so inflation and $5 a gallon gasoline. Right. I would agree that it would be better if all of that didn't happen. And you know okay. what else I would agree on? I would agree if Donald Trump acted like a grown-up former <laughs> president and didn't do any of the things he did. I want to make one last point to the people listening to us, okay? To anybody who believes that Donald Trump did not egg on the crowd, that Mike Pence is a traitor, I'm not going to bang my head against the wall trying to convince anybody who thinks nonsense like that. What Donald Trump did was wrong. I'm not saying it was criminally wrong. I'm saying it was morally wrong, ethically wrong, and politically wrong. And to me, there is no doubt about that. Okay. And I am a registered Republican who's a conservative, who hasn't voted for a Democrat since I was a kid and voted for Jimmy Carter in the 1970s. And you see where Carter got us. Well, next time around, you might have Trump versus uh, whoever, um, and it'll be very interesting. We appreciate your candor as always. Bernie Goldberg, BernardGoldberg.com. You will get it straight. And in this time, in this country, we need all we can get. Thank you, Bernie. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Okay, so um, let's get to Lyme disease. This shocked me. Are you ready for this? 15% of the global population has Lyme disease. Now, where I am right now, broadcasting to you, is eastern Long Island, where Lyme, Lyme disease is everywhere. I have to nuke my lawn 
all right, uh, a couple of times a month to kill these ticks because they're everywhere out here in eastern Long Island. Now, 15% of the world population, that's billions of people, have Lyme disease, and it's caused by a tick bite, all right? So here, and this is looking out for you, fever, headache, fatigue, and a bullseye skin rash, okay, a round red spot on your skin. It's caused, again, by a tick bite. It won't kill you, but it could hurt your heart, nervous system, uh, joints. Um, you know, it's bad. And if you don't catch it, it gets worse, and you don't know why. Antibiotics, if you catch it early, can knock it out. Famous people who have Lyme disease, Shania Twain, Alec Baldwin, Ben Stiller, Daryl Hall, Hall & Oates, uh, George W. Bush. I didn't know that, but he's a dirt bike guy, Bush the Younger. And he's out in Crawford, Texas, zipping around in the brush and all that. So he got Lyme disease. Justin Bieber, he's got all kinds of paralysis on the face now. And Amy Schumer, the comedian. So be careful. If you are walking around, short pants, sandals, in the brush, you got to, after that, examine yourself. And everybody should have a little illumination thing. You can go over and see, because these things are little. The terror dog, I let the terror dog out, and, and I got to go over there, Holly the terror dog, when she comes back, and I'm popping things at her all the time, because dogs can get it. So Lyme disease, watch out. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, so I saw the Top Gun Maverick because everybody that I knew saw it. And it has grossed uh, over $400 million. It probably will gross a million all over the world. Um, huge hit. Followed up from the first one in 1986, Tom Cruise. Okay, so it was the best edited film I have ever seen. And people don't appreciate editing, but I do because I'm a technical, I've been in this business a long time. That movie, I have never seen editing like that in my life. And if that guy or gal or whoever did it doesn't want an Oscar, well, you know what it is. Boy, was that good. And that moved that movie along like this. Boom, boom, boom. The action scenes, unbelievable. Now, could it have happened? No. No. And Tom Cruise, Tom, I got, I, this is just for you, you and me, okay? So, the hair dye, Tom. You're almost 60. You don't need the hair dye, okay? Grow old gracefully. You know, they don't do a lot of close-ups on him because he did have some face work, and I don't mind that. Movie stars have got to do that. 
But the hair dye, yeah, I, I kept going, why is he doing this? But he was good, and the cast was good. I recommend the film. You'll like the movie. Um, and the one thing is they didn't name the country that they went in and waxed because they wanted to, they didn't want, it was Iran, obviously, but they didn't want to say it because they wanted to do business in the Middle East. Okay, that is it for the No Spin News. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow.